Katrina douche. Oh, wow. I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Couchcast number 63. I am Master Dorgo. I am Dr. Vlarg. The famous Paul. And 80s Jeff. Is it a Couchcast? Yes, it's a full-on Couchcast. Absolutely. So we so just got the... back from Scott Pilgrim yes, versus the world. Mm. And I've uh, we've kept it all in amongst ourselves. We haven't talked. Yes. So, all right. So here it is. Scott Pilgrim, the absolute dismal failure of the box office so thus far. Really sad. Really? Yeah, uh, it made no money. It's made one-sixth of its budget thus far. So, uh, yeah, yeah $60 million movie, $10 million opening. Paul, what'd you think? Uh, it's a beautiful movie. Visually amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've read the comic. I love the comic. And the... Uh, the first 20 minutes or so, Michael Sarah really started to get on my nerves because he was talking like super, super high pitch, crazy, weird sounding. You mean like Michael Sarah? Well, but yeah. even worse. He was I mean, being it was just, Michael Sarah. It was more. It was more. He grew into the character as the movie went along, which was great. But then the other part of it, even even uh, Culkin, who I like, mm-hmm. they were all swallowing their words. Like, I know these, I've just reread these comic books. I knew the words that they were saying, and I couldn't hear them. Like, mm. I knew what line they had just said, but the lines got dropped. Okay, uh, he, he like he he's muffling like when he, when uh, when Scott is retelling a story about meeting Ramona or whatever, and and and, right. and, and uh, Wallace is like, "Can I pretend it's a guy? Can I pretend we're talking about a guy?" Mm. He totally swallowed that line, and nobody in the theater heard what he said. I don't know. That got on my nerves. I heard it. Yeah, it got on my nerves. It's uh, beautiful. It really picks up, and I really enjoyed it. All right, Barry. It think? was a very visually striking film. I thought it was. I thought it was fun to watch. I didn't think it was going to be fun to watch because I can't stand the Scott Pilgrim comics. I think they're ass. Uh, <laughs> I would never read them. I tried. I failed miserably. It sounds like a Barry versus terrible. Paul moment. No, no, no. But I think uh, I, I also agree with Paul. And I also can't stand Michael Sarah in any of the roles he does. I want to take his character out behind a woodshed and beat him. <laughs> beat him until he's a man. Which, or dead. Maybe it's just the the roles he chooses. I don't know. I don't know. I, like I think it's guy. just him. I, I think like it's just the guy. Him. It's just this was he was wasn't putting it right yet. It got close. <sighs> Whatever. Um, the girl lead perfect in the role. I thought she was really good. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yes, I thought the fight scenes were awesome and fun. Uh, I th- it's good fun for people of our particular generation ilk. and ilk. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't think I'd watch it again. Okay. So, I can see why it didn't make its money back. It was a little too genre. How about you, Jeff? What do you think? I don't know what to think, to be honest with you. I I certainly didn't hate the film. Okay. But I wouldn't say I loved it, either. Bear in mind, I'm not familiar with the source material beyond what Paul has told us about it um, over the the years. I've not ever owned a copy of it to, to read through, so... Okay. I certainly thought it had a couple of funny moments in the film, but you know, overall, I'm still uh, still undecided on my overall feeling of the film because I mean, the story, the, the premise, definitely held promise. I mean, it's it it's a very interesting story idea. I'm just I'm not sure on the execution, to be perfectly honest with you. But again, since I'm not familiar with the source material, I'm not 
a good judge. I can see why it's not doing well at the, at the box office, because this is definitely a niche picture. If you're not a fan of the material going and seeing this, you're going to be completely lost as, as to what's going on. That's well, my now, personal opinion. See, I wasn't a fan of the material. Not a fan of the material. I've only read a few pages into a Scott Pilgrim com- comic before I put it down and said, um, no, this is unpalatable. <laughs> um, this oh, makes me ill, and I want to expel my dinner. Um, so I don't know anything about how it w- works, what happens, or the world. I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. And then again, it, you're right, it is very niche. Todd, what do so. you think? I read halfway through the Scott Pilgrim books before putting them down, saying, this is not for me. Okay. Um, the... I, however, was very enthralled with the movie. I like very uh, sparkly, shiny objects. Mm-hmm. So this really appealed to that side of it. My problem with Scott Pilgrim as a story is that there really isn't much of one. Sure. Um, it's a lot of fun, somewhat interesting, one-dimensional characters. What does yes. he do for money? And that is... Uh, you, dude... People die into coins. Are you really going into this? Yeah. Uh, well, he said himself in there. He said he was in between jobs. Well, it, it does again. It doesn't matter because I it's all meta. You know. Yeah. yeah. The stuff on that screen doesn't happen. But right. I do absolutely love hyper stylized movies where tricks with the camera and, and and fun little visual jokes are thrown in there willy nilly and really surreal. And this was it, that in spades, and with it's just uh, it's geek humor, geek uh, geek in jokes. I mean, the the fact that uh, uh, Ramona has a Triforce on the back of her neck on that microchip, you know, it's little in jokes like that. That's really to this audience. Um, yeah, it's 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 a love story for geeks uh, by geeks. Thank you, Edgar Winter. Edgar yeah, I think Edgar it's going right. to find a second but, life as a uh, study in film classes all over the place. Right. People are going to be dissecting this bad boy for a while. Is it a movie Season? I would own? Yes. Yeah, I would Only own it, definitely. if they, the fact that it's not making that much money doesn't scare away the special features. Mm. Uh, if, they, if they release a bare bones, fuck it. No yeah, way. that'd be sad. No, it'll probably have some stuff on it, I hope. But yeah, movie special effects. It's fun like that. But yeah, it's, it's all so. fun visual stuff. And it's a cute story, and I, I did end up feeling for the characters. I am over Michael Sarah in my life. I think a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe um, that's it. Maybe he's, he's, he's a big part of the burnout. It, it could very well be, because I, I think I would have enjoyed it better with someone else in there instead of me going, hey, that's Michael Sarah again. Um, yeah. But, yeah. What is his problem? Every single movie... Uh, uh, he was, like, a, little, he he was a little better in this one than, than some of the other ones. I have hated him in every movie I've seen him in. You know what it is? It's not him in particular. It's what No, he, it, it is it, him. It's the, it's, the, it's the people that that he represents. Those yeah, little yeah, okay. emo, burnout, pussy bastards that, that I just want to slap when I see. He's the same character in every film. This is true. You know, the, the little stuttering, stammering, you know, uh, passive-aggressive kind of... Uh, you know, I I, yeah. I I say to myself the things that I really want to say out loud to you, but I'm going to say it in kind of a whisper so you don't really hear me. You know, I just I I don't know. I, I and it, it is him. It is him. Yeah, I guess it is because he's that same. I mean, well, let's go. Find you it. would say it's typecasting, but even in interviews with him, I've seen he's really? still he's still that character. That's because oh, it's not I a character. It it's uh, that's, that's the difference between uh, I'm, I'm going a little into you know. 
Acting? Yeah, here it is. Brilliant. Thank is you. When when we were uh, in class, you know, talking about all this stuff, is that film actors are themselves cast into roles. Theatrical actors become other characters. Only in rare occasions does that happen in film, but people get cast because of who they are actually. Partially the way they look, but also the way that they carry themselves without much adjustment. And Michael Sarah is a fine example of that kind of film casting. True enough. Yeah, yeah it's a shame that Anthony Hopkins eats people. The voice. I think yeah. Anthony Hopkins should have played Scott Pilgrim. The I voice. Think been interesting. <laughs> yeah. It just wasn't the sound of his voice. I want to eat you when brain. I was reading that oh, comic nah. book. No, no, it certainly wasn't. It did not. That was not the way Scott Pilgrim was. He, Scott Pilgrim is a little more flip, a little more. A little more on the ball. I don't know. A little more mischievous. Something. I don't know. There was something. You're right. Scott Pilgrim was a much sharper character. You know what I mean? Than, yeah. yeah he, like that, sharper wit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. It. There was no connection between between Michael Sarah's characters. It was Scott Pilgrim and the, the girl, Ramona. When they first kissed, I was like, what? What did she see in this toad? <laughs> Yeah, there didn't really seem to be much of a chemistry between them. Well, I at think all. she was like a foot taller than him. Also, yeah. it was really kind of wonky. Well, that's when she was on the skates. True. When she was off the skates, they were kind of the same. She's like the kind of girl you see at a bar talking to some asshat. He goes to the bathroom, and you walk up and go, "Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> let's go." Which Barry has done, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I recommend it because it's uh, boys at a fun little ride. And the little in jokes all the way through. If you're into video games at all, it's all for you. All for you. I really do think he grew into it a little better. As, as the movie went along, I felt better about his performance, but... Like a pair yeah, of pants? I, I, yeah, I, I'd say that... No, it just got better as it, got better as it went along. He sounded yeah, a little more like it. He became less Michael Sarah as the film went on. Yes. So I, I, maybe that was, you know... And there was something he, of a journey. He grew journey. some balls. And in the same and way as a fire alarm going off, you eventually get used to it. But that was yeah. also, that was also kind annoying, of the, but, the, yeah. the journey of the character that they were trying to show, I guess, too. I so. guess. That's true, too. Wow. And people hire him for these roles because he pulls them off well. Yeah. So no, I thought, I thought there is a, a reason job. he gets I these I did a pretty good roles. job. Just at the top, I was, I was lost there for a little bit. Ugh. All right, so let's just jump into the show now. That's yes. uh, that's all you get, Scott Pilgrim. For those who uh, tuned away, here it is, almost fifteen minutes in. So uh, yeah, we yeah. really didn't spoil that much. Yeah, we really did when it comes down to it. So, so if you s- skipped ahead, you can go back. Yeah, it's all right. No go spoiler. ahead, check no, it out. No spoiling <laughs> stuff. Really. Yeah, but uh, we just want to cover our base. Yeah. So speaking of covering ourselves with something news, you don't give a shit about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet yeah. I will. <clears throat> now, I don't think you. I think this. <laughs> okay, this first one. I, I just adore this. All right, because okay, this man, it. he is a master of his craft. All right, but he has just gone into to old fogey territory. We already knew Ray Bradbury hated the internet. Okay. Uh, when Yahoo asked if he could, uh, if they could reprint one of his stories last year, the author answered, "Quote to hell with you, to hell with you, and to hell with the internet." Unquote. Wow. Prince? Now that he is uh, about to turn 90, uh, we were hoping he'd change his mind, but apparently not. In an interview with Hero Complex, Ray Bradbury, uh, author of Fahrenheit 451 and others, if you're not familiar, said, quote, We have too many cell phones. We have too many internets. We have have got to get rid of those machines. We have too many machines now. Bradbury also said that our country is in need of a revolution. Huh? Complained oh, that boy. there is too much government today and insisted President Obama should be announcing we should go back to the moon. Which, of course, 
would involve government. Oh, he's so, going around the bend. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Something's going <laughs> sour. Let's go have a revolution oh. on the moon. <laughs> Without machines. There's your spinning No computers or machines on the moon. <laughs> There's your title, Revolution on the Moon. No machines on the moon. <laughs> we got too many cell nets on the machine interweb. Oh, change grandpa's diapers. <laughs> I love Ray Bradbury. You got to respect Ray Bradbury because he's Ray Bradbury, but dude, no. You respect him because he's fucking him. Because <laughs> no, somebody's him. fucking him. Somebody I did. Hope. Apparently, the internet's did <laughs> in a bad way. Apparently, nobody, nobody is fucking him because if he's that senile, he's not getting any on a regular basis. <laughs> Who gets ready on a regular basis at ninety? Who? Who wants that? I will. Ray no, Bradbury. You will not. I will. You will not I get it up. Will sir? Gross. If I have to what? tie a. Didn't you watch the episode it. of bullshit like three weeks ago? Well, I guess elderly. The elderly. Well, once they get into those nursing homes, it's on. Oh, it's yeah. on. I can't wait for my it's time. On, it's like, like frat Donkey house time. time in there. Yeah, because you got nothing to lose. You got for. nothing to lose. Oh, I'm gonna have herpes hip. for another year before I die. <laughs> Whoopie doo! <Whoopie doo. laughs> <laughs> I got Ambisol. Fuck it. <laughs> Well, uh, keeping it literary, uh, the late J.D. Salinger's toilet is being sold on eBay what? by uh-huh. a North Carolina collectibles dealer for $1 million. you got to be out of your mind. Uh, says uh, Rick Cole of WeBuyTreasure.com, I bet it's worth $100,000, invoking the author's iconic tale of tea and aliens- alienization. Come on, it's J.D. Salinger's throne. We're talking about Catcher in the Rye here. Now here is the seller's description. All right. All right. This is the toilet that was personally owned and, all capital letters, used by J.D. Salinger for many years. It sat at his home in Cornish, New Hampshire, and was installed in the new wing of his house. When he died, his wife inherited all of his manuscripts with plans to eventually release some of them. Who knows how many of these stories were thought up and written while Salinger sat on this throne. Oh, my God. This vintage toilet is from 1962 and is dated under the lid. It will come to you uncleaned, and it's original. When it was removed from Salinger's old home, oh. it will also include a letter from Joan Littlefield. Her and her husband are the new owners of Salinger's house and are the ones who had the toilet removed and replaced. The letter is dated April 16, 2010. Was it haunted? Don't miss your chance to own this piece of history. Barf. Boo, Boo hiss. hiss. Yeah, it comes with a letter. Hi, thanks for buying this old toilet. It was an eyesore. <laughs> no, it'll say, thank you for buying our shit. Our you shit know, had to be removed no, from No, Salinger's house. shit, because it's not clean. <laughs> well, okay, you know, you he know, was a writer. They live hard lives, and they take hard shit. Actually, I don't want that. Uh, it actually was very in- inspirational and influential during his career. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. for those who don't know, Salinger oh, loved no. to lunch. Do you, you guys, you know, he, he really right, right. enjoyed going around lunch. the world for this. One, I'm folks. just saying, no, he he and he he Settling had a favorite a Jewish winter. deli. Okay. Had a favorite Jewish deli right down the street. We're costing the uh, Asian continent, and so he would he would he would you know go there and get the same thing every day There's and hit his. You know, he'd do his take his constitutional right around you know right. two two p.m. Sure, sure. And in fact, he actually named that toilet the Catch the Ham on Rye. 
approaching the California that's what he, coast. That's what he, and we're going down that's what he, yes, That uh, toilet is called the Catch you. the Ham on Rye. Thank you very much. It's next on Last Comic Stand. And crash landing. <laughs> Cast your vote. At, uh, it didn't look much like Ham on Rye anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> why would anyone... Why would you buy that? Are you trying to clone him? You're gonna, the only thing you're going to clone is Mr. Hanky. This <laughs> is nasty. I like I gotta know. tell you, I've met a lot of celebrities. They shit just like the rest of us. Wait a they minute. They don't shit gold. What celebrities have you met and seen shit? Uh, seen true. shit? Yeah, I haven't I, seen them shit. But I'm telling well, you, well, there's like your the problem right there. Because if you were a real celebrity fan, you'd know celebrities don't have BMs anymore. Oh yeah, right. they do. I, how many celebs have I run into in the bathroom? No, there's wait a minute. Comic hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 yeah, no, no. What are you doing? You're running into celebrities in the bathroom. What's going on? Yeah. How many? <laughs> uh, Who? Okay. Well, I ran into Will Wheaton in the bathroom one did time. You, did you tap your foot across the stall? No, no, as in, like, I was washing my hands, oh. and he finished up, and he came to wash his hands. I got but, you. But the, um, no, wait, wait, wait. I've run it, Before yes. you go to the next one, okay. did you physically see him shit? No, I just saw him did, come out of the stall. Did, you, did he leave the evidence behind did he, in did the he, Did he come out of a stall? I didn't go to look. Did okay. he come out of a stall? He did come out of a stall. You did you hear no, him flush? You have no proof. Uh, I did hear the, the toilet flush. They, the, I think, the proof has been flushed. Nobody... No, 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 no. Don't you're, poop. Yeah, you're missing that. Uh, they go through the motions to make them seem like they're still yep. regular people. Oh, right, because they all do cocaine in the bathroom. So, yeah, oh, they, so you got to have the other things going on. There's other things. There's sacrifices and things that have to be done. That's a nice private room to do so. And then you flush the toilet, make it seem like you're a normal human being with a regular movement, mm-hmm. and then you come out and wash your hands and say, how did you know better? <laughs> So, so before you go on to your list, Jeff, oh, no, no. I want to know which of the following on the list you have seen their shit. <laughs> None. Well, None! Then, then, oh, then it's moved. Then, right. uh, then, then it fails peer review. Has anyone <laughs> seen a celebrity or even a B-list celebrity? I've never seen anyone in this room make a turd. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> the only evidence I ever have is when Paul leaves the bathroom <laughs> and it is a destroyed mess. <laughs> That's not a destroyed mess. Oh, porcelain's cracked. There's a, there's a little bit of funk left, <laughs> but I don't leave like stuff everywhere. I told you guys about the story of me pooping on the stairs. Did I tell you that? I, <laughs> what? I think I told that on this couch cast. Yeah, you didn't might I? have. I, th- I think I did. Yeah, it was just a couple on months the ago. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, I was yeah, coming yeah, home. You have to understand, people. <laughs> That Paul has stopped doing a regular movement and now just just creates a fine mist. Pretty that, much, that, that, pretty that, much, that it just remains. Es- it escapes and has no, I have no more control. <laughs> he gets those little balloons from the from the head shops. You know the ones you fill in the vaporizer. He puts it in his button here. Yep, and it inflates. And if you want to get really high. You can inhale it. <laughs> a couple months ago, oh, no. I was coming home from a show, and I thought I could hold it, and I was oh, running yeah, up yeah. the stairs. You oh, did yes. tell this one. And I had yeah. the literal trots coming <laughs> flying out. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> and, and right now, Barry's wishing we'd go back to Wang jokes. It was, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was really, really bad. It was really, really bad. Oh, my uh, gosh. We Poop really should gross. move on. Poop, Poop is gross. gross. Poop is gross. I wish it didn't happen. Uh. <laughs> But it does. Fact of life. <laughs> but embrace it. But it Shit does. Happens. But. <laughs> but <laughs> joke. Poop. 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 Duty. Duty. Patooty. News you don't give a poop about. <laughs> An Australian man named Peter Craig has recently certified by the Universal Record Database as the holder of the world's longest active email address. Here, let me read that in Australian. Anyone who can. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyone can make a long address. But Craig apparently uses this one, so that's the thing. Is you have to oh. be used. Oh, I'll make a the, long address and use it. So thank you know there's thank God there's clients man, because man but you know what you want you, you want to read this crazy thing sure yeah I'll read it all right right there all right, sir let's take it to the, the Australian branch all right here's his IP address contact dash admin hello webmaster info services Peter crazy but also uber cool English alphabet lover A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z at please try to send me an email if you can possibly begin to remember this because dot this is the longest email address known to man but to be honest this is such a stupidly long subdomain it could go on forever dot PatCraig.com. <laughs> it's the PatCraig that I like. Okay. That is retarded. <laughs> it's not the longest I URL. The URL is actually PatCraig.com. I'll never go remember that. crazy subdomain. I can do that now, and I can one-up him. I'm sure a hundred people already have. Oh, yes. Mind if we just call you Bruce? Ugh. And there's a dash between every one of those words. There's a hyphen between yes. every one of those words. Every single one. Stupid. Except the letters. Who cares? Lame-tastic. You're done. Your 20 minutes are done. <laughs> yes, they are. In fact, they only lasted about three and a half minutes. I made a real long email name. And a duty. <laughs> and finally, news you don't give a shit about. 2006 Silent Hill may have not been on any critics' top films of the year list. Nope. But with only a few years, uh, within only a few weeks of its release on DVD, it made its budget, made, made its budget and more. And the uh, DVD propelled it to uh, gross far beyond what usually merits a sequel. So Silent Hill 2 has indeed been in the planning phases for over a year, but its pre-production has been halted with no hint of resolution. Oh, yeah. uh, Roger, Roger, uh, screenwriter Roger Avery, co-screenwriter of Pulp Fiction, uh, was convicted of vehicular manslaughter last year, but oh. his terms of imprisonment allowed uh, daytime work on the set with a prison stay at night. His descriptions of jail life on Twitter, however, violated his work release terms, and he was sent full-time to prison for the remainder of his sentence. What an idiot. The film project currently is in limbo. Quote, The original plan was Roger writing and polishing the screenplay, and when he had finished his thing, we'd begin full-blown production. Finished his thing? Yeah, Don Carmody is a (laughs) man of many words, that one. He's the producer of the film. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that... We know we want to make Silent Hill 2 and have a basic outline for it. We'll have to see. Get somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Get somebody, get somebody who didn't kill someone with a car. All right. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> there be a couple writers out there still that I've, didn't kill people with cars. Couple I've of never them. been in jail. But oh, I've come heard, on, jail. Try no, sometime. No, I was just, I've heard horror stories about prison life. Yeah, tell us, Barry. I've never been in prison. <laughs> I've never been in Barry's prison. Barry's been in jail. Yeah, I'm in jail, but, jail Dad. I like I'm, it. I'm here. the statistic. One in four American males have spent a night in jail. I have. <laughs> no, what what I'm getting at is if you are fortunate enough to have some kind of a work release that allows you to spend your days away from that horrible place, why would you risk it by twittering about it? He I probably mean, didn't. Wait, seriously, why he is, didn't realize? Why is twittering about it a bad thing? That's, a, that's another. Question. It's a violation it's a of the terms of his. Did they actually say you're release. not allowed to twitter? Yeah, can't write about your experience, your jail experience, jail While information. You're in jail? I don't know. What the f? People do that well, all the time. One would have to see his actual plea agreement. Whatever. But, that's but yeah, uh, if it violates his terms, like, he can get thrown wait, back. Wait in. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. wait, wait, wait. 
what the hell kind of jail is this where you can get out for the day and go there at night? Hell, I'll take jail. It's a place to sleep. It's free rent. Gross. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. With, with, free the risk, rent. with ass rape. With, yeah, no, with the risk you. of ass rape and shankings. <laughs> well, while you're on the set, have the prop masters craft you a chastity belt. Ugh. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to sleep in my big iron pants. Her. <laughs> And that's all the new shit that we got. That's news. That's yeah. There those you go. prop, those yeah. prop masters are probably make it out of paper mache. Oh, they're oh. like, wait a minute! This oh, no. isn't protecting anything. The chastity belt it does nothing. <laughs> so let's move on to weekend geek, shall Yay. we? All right. We can get yes, please. What do we got? Well, let's start off with Star Wars news. Celebration five oh, took big place. News. So, big uh, news. Yeah, cool stuff. So yeah. the hate Lucas. So finally, the announcement: why. Blu-ray, Star Wars box set coming. Mm-hmm. All six films, highest possible visual and audio formats. Also included a wealth of special features, documentaries, unseen footage, uh, rare behind-the-scenes moments. Uh, while speaking with. Uh, Speaking about the exciting announcement, the creator himself, George Lucas, said, Blu-ray is the absolute best way to experience Star Wars at home, in pristine high definition. The films have never looked or sounded better. Wait for it. Go ahead, give it. No, read, read, the, read it. The rest of this has nothing to do with what your beef is, sir, so put your beef on now the wait, table and cook it. Quick, though. Is it. Is it all six films, or is it just first three first? It's the entire Star Wars saga on Blu-ray. Yes. Uh, all six films. All in one box set. Really? With, in 1080p. With, uh, with individual individual movies later to be sold individually, possibly that hasn't yeah, been possibly. officially announced yet. Oh, okay, I as thought I thought it was going to be just the original trilogy first. No, nope. you get the, no nope, because six. they know you won't buy the other one. They're damn right. They now, know it right. What about the lightsaber scene? That's coming up. That's that's the next piece of news. Okay, but, but Jeff Jeff has issue. I saw it already. My, I have issue with it too. All right, so so Barry, being the well, actually Barry and Paul, being the Star Wars fans that you are. How interested are you to be, to to know what version of the films are going on the Blu-ray? Disc? Oh, I know what's going I on am there. Very it's a special edition. I want to special see... editions. Ugh. Yeah, the original trilogy is the special edition well, version. But that's because when did... Lucas was asked why, he said because the original prints of the film were not pristine enough yeah. to be transferred to 1080p, which is bullshit, because he had to go back and do that shit to make the special edition. Well, he, no. He had to go back and re-digitize that yeah, shit to make the special I mean, edition. But, but hey, that's where they're at. Who shoots first? Greedo. Greedo still shoots first. You now. are going to have to live with Greedo shooting first for the rest of your life. That's not no! Can- no! No! You ever have children. <laughs> your children are going to be thinking that, oh, hey, this Han Solo's not such a bad guy. That guy shot at him first, so he had to shoot him. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. For the, for the people that, that aren't in the room, Barry just mouthed, what the fuck? Uh, Greedo first is now canon, people. Yes. It's official. It's, mm-hmm. It is now set in stone. You know how... The rewrite of history is done. In sci-fi films, both good and shitty, people go back in time and change things and come back to the future, and the world is different and crappy. Yeah. This is that world. Yep. <laughs> because Greedo shoots first. Ooh, you I'm know, gonna go back. It's and because I'm gonna remake the first Star Wars with a robot lesbian snake in every scene. Love it. And the story's gonna be all about this robot lesbian snake. Love right? it. And that's gonna be a better movie. It's, it's just be- it's because <laughs> you had me at robot lesbian. It's because 2010 snake. George Lucas doesn't like 1977 George Lucas. He looks back and like, <laughs> "What was I thinking back then? I'm a father now." And remember, you know, Lucas has a beard. Yeah, he has a beard now. That makes evil. 
Goatee makes it's just, I, oh, it frustrates the hell out of me. However, there's some great good stuff, and I'm sure Todd's going to read off that. Yes. Go for it. Well, over the weekend at Celebration 5, uh, Lucas showed the attendees a never-before-seen clip from Return of the Jedi that shows Luke Skywalker constructing his lightsaber. Well, according to the video interview original prop blog did last year's Comic-Con, uh, Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars trilogy, remembers shooting no such scene. Uh, huh? Hamill does go on to say that it doesn't mean the clip wasn't shot for Return of the Jedi. After all, he wasn't in the scene where Luke's hand is being repaired either. So there's a chance that it's not actually Mark Hamill in the newly revealed lightsaber scene. It didn't look like... there. All you could see is his chin... This really crazy chin sticking out of the hood of this, like like Mac tonight that kind, of... yeah, like <laughs> like, like, like like crazy like Peter Griffin balls chin sticking out of this. Like look at, at watch first it. I thought See it was the video. emperor at first, yeah, because he's got a fucking balls chin. <laughs> it's crazy. His balls chin is is per- it's really pronounced, and it's like okay, and you don't see anything else of the face, and and building the lightsaber. He has a tweezers stuck in the battery slot where the batteries would go on the toy, basically. He goes, tick, tick, closes the thing. Building a lightsaber. (laughs) I want the fucking Mythbusters how to break it down. You know, that could be a 20-minute segment for me. Show them getting the crystal and, you know, what kind of crystal and how you got to pick it and doodly-doo. You mean like they did in the animated series? Yeah, the good animated series. Not the crappy one. Now, my problem with that whole scene is, all right... Lucas had that scene, supposedly had that scene, in the vault. I mean, knew it was there. He had to cut the film up. So, after releasing the special editions, and after releasing the DVDs, only now does he decide to release this scene. Oh, and don't think about the other special stuff. Son of a bitch! money! Dude, because yeah. why would he hold that for so long? Well, I mean, because who cares? It's, you, it's I completely... can't wait until the, until the optical laser cube edition comes out. None of it like, matters. Oh, look, here's a scene where he gets it on with Leia. None of you it know? matters. And then the crazy, yeah. uh, the, 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 the telepathic DVD that gets beamed directly into your brain, he's going to have another one. He's going to have another scene. And that scene is going to be C-3PO getting it on with R2-D2. Ah. You know what else I just realized? There's always going to be something. You know what else I just realized we're going to have to live with? What's that? That stupid scene with Han Solo and Jabba the Hutt in A New Hope. Where he has that weird step over his tail. Oh, thing. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's all jerky because they they had to digitally remove him and, and move him up over the tail. <laughs> and they added steps on it. Yeah, it's dumb. Oh, ugh. You well, know, you know, you know what else I realized we have to live the music, with the musical, yeah. episode one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. God. Wait, he'll do special editions. That's of what that? sets so That makes me. I don't know. Like yeah. I respect Liam Neeson for stepping away, right? Mm-hmm. But then, A Team. So who's really holding high ground anymore? A Team was fine. You know A Team was fun. Yeah, I don't know. If it was fine. How, how it was long fine. do you think it, it is before we get special editions of the first? Of, of the new trilogy, <laughs> you can't polish a turd. You cannot polish a turd with the films the way they were. So I, I went back and I shot some more scenes with with the with the primary cast. No, ten percent more Jar Jar. Yeah, Lar. Well, they have the uh, the motion capture technology now. I mean, they're they're de aging Jeff Bridges for Tron for thirty years, so yep. they could conceivably do add scenes yep. later on to yep. the show. Who knows? Well, who's to even say that this shit that he's saying he was, was lost in the vaults was actually lost in the vaults? Where are these vaults? CG that shit. 
on Skywalker Ranch. In Steve Sansweet's basement. (laughs) They just need to remake the film. They remake every other film. Why don't they remake Star Wars? I love the film. Well, you know he's doing them in 3D. I want them... I want to remake. He's doing them in 3D. No, don't tell me that. That's happening. No, that's, but yeah, that we, that's we've talked about dude. that already. Know, so Blu-ray, Blu-ray's not even la, the last la, home la, release. La, I didn't hear it. La, 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 didn't exist. Blu-ray press 3D la, la, is la, the last what, home release. What? Didn't hear Maybe. you. La, la. Wow. Doesn't happen. Uh, now that you've angered us, what else have we got? In order to foster better relations between the people of Earth and Kronos, the Klingon Terran oh, Research boy. Ensemble will be presenting the Earth's first Klingon opera, you. Uh, What's it called? Uh, you, just the letter U. <sighs> this tale of the mighty deeds of Kalis, uh, the unforgettable, was co-written by Mark Okrand, the creator oh. of the Klingon language. Oh, God. There. According to the creators of the opera, Klingon opera uses the principle of music combat. Beauty in Klingon music comes from the impact of two opposing forces. Dance fights? To quote a well-known Klingon, Klingon proverb, I'm not going to try to pronounce that, or quote, there. we fight to enrich the spirit. <laughs> Let me see it. No. <laughs> the Klingon orchestra it. is made up of various indigenous Klingon instruments. Some have never been heard on Earth before. <laughs> oh, boy. Klingons Melota, and the humans Melota. who love them will have to trek to the Z-Belt Theater in... The Z-Belt Belt Theater in The Hague, Amsterdam, what? September 9th through the 12th, 2010, for the performance. Get the hell I'll out check of it here. out on hey, YouTube. Is it going to oh, be as oh, good wait, as the Klingon sorry. Lifestyles presentation at Comic Con? I was going to say, you're going to be in Europe, but that's not until October. Sorry, that's true. You're, you're gonna and miss. I will not be in Amsterdam, which is a, a pity. But uh, <laughs> I heard they're already working on a sequel. Yeah. Uh, it's called Klingon Turn Off the Cloak. Uh, <laughs> And the funny thing Bonos. is, I did have Spider-Man the musical news, but I, I just went ahead and skipped it. Just I still can't believe Turn Bono, off the cloak. Bono and the Edge did the music for <laughs> Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh. Just Maybe to throw it in there, good. I put in this Maybe shit news. Well, well, here's a, well, here's the thing, uh, just to let you know, preview performances, it's on now. It's officially done. The yeah. preview performances, like it? November 14th. Oh, all right, that's when it starts. Is oh, it in New York? The, yeah, in New York and Broadway, the official opening night set for December 21st. You know what? So turn on the dark. I is might, coming out. I might I can't be in wait. New York. I, I might can't be wait in port not to see that. At one of those days, it's something where I could go see that. Maybe uh, I could try. Tickets expected to be around one hundred forty dollars. Okay, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to see that. One hundred forty dollars. Right, you know what? Uh, after all this, this dude's Barry looks so forlorn. <sighs> I, I re- I, I'm going to pick up your. Uh, Give me something good. Gotopless.org. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> claims the constitutional equality between men and women on being topless in public. Currently, women who dare to be topless in public in the U.S. are repeatedly being arrested, fined, humiliated, criminalized. On Sunday, August 22nd, topless women will rally in great numbers across the USA to protest this gross inequality in the law and demand that their fundamental right to be topless be acknowledged where men already enjoy that right according to the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. I gotta tell you. I'm all for it. I'm kind of all for it. I'm half all for it. Part of me says, yes, women can go topless. The other half of me is like, oh, some women are going to go topless. Yeah. Well, you ever been to a nudist colony? You ever see those pictures? You got to take the good with the bad, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's an awful lot of bad in this country. Let's, <laughs> let's decrease the, the obesity problem. It's like you got to take the Jenna Jamesons the... with the John, Ron Jeremy's. Uh, have you seen Jenna Jameson lately? Yeah, she's pretty She's pretty Haggard, horrible right now. Man. A Frankenstein monster comes to mind at this point. Yeah, yeah. a little Aww, bit. Oh, poor gal. No, she's, she's fine. It's just that she's, if you like not, all Jen- Jame- she's not all Jameson anymore. She's... 
plastic pieces, and yeah. we can rebuild her. We have the technology. Who's her? Who's her wrestler dude now? She's Tito really Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Yeah. yeah. Heidi Montag looks more oh. real than Jenna oh. James. <laughs> she oh, looks now. like a monster. She looks like a freaking plastic doll. It's it, yeah, I saw a picture creepy. of her and I'm like, people find that attractive? No, they don't. That no. is disgusting. No, she didn't. She got messed up. Somebody messed her up. Whatever. Oh, we're just gonna keep the Star Wars stuff rolling here. Uh, more Star Wars. Yay! Yay! Star Wars. Yay! Uh, a little bit of bad news. Uh, one of the most successful Star Wars comic books is coming to an end. Uh, Star Wars Legacy number fifty, which goes on sale this Wednesday, tomorrow, or today, actually, is the grand finale. The final issue will have one final battle that has Sith versus Sith. Jedi versus Sith, uh, Imperials uh, versus Sith, and Cade Skywalker versus Sith. The writer of Legacy... Kate Skywalker? Cade. Cade. Oh, Cade. The uh, John Ostrader. He's been writing the book since uh, issue one. Uh, while a lot of readers are upset at the cancellation of the series, Dark Horse says there will be a follow-up miniseries called Star Wars Legacy War. It'll be just six issues and have the same writing and art team. Now, which one's Cade? Uh, Cade is a guy I've never heard of before. Because I know there's new Anakin, not new Anakin. There is not new Anakin. No, what's his name? Anakin. Shoot. His name is freaking Anakin. Manimal. Anakin Solo. No, Darth Cadus. Darth Fool. Darth Cadus. What was his name? Was it Anakin? No, it wasn't Anakin. Oh, you. you that, good story. That was a good. <laughs> man, that was a good story. Oh, <laughs> I loved boy. it. Oh God. Um. Oh, there's, I always there's liked... Ben Skywalker. There's little young Ben Skywalker. Okay. And then there's. Jason and oh, Jaina oh, Solo. Yeah, okay. And oh, Jason Solo. Solo. He's Darth Cadus. He's Darth Cadus. Okay, so Ben Skywalker. So who is this Kip Skywalker or whatever? Cade? Cade, Cade Skywalker. I don't know. He Ben's son? I have no freaking clue. Who cares? The, the <laughs> Expanded <laughs> Universe is important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's um, canon. If it's in print, it's canon. I, I, I give you one name. Elon <laughs> Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> Lest we not forget the legacy of Elon Sleaze Bagano. I always loved the Star Wars comics. I thought they were good and fun. I really like the Star Wars Infinities. If you get a chance, pick those up. They're goodness. Oh yeah, those are fun. I got uh, I got one of the action figure sets that comes with the white Vader. We turned good at the end. Oh yeah, coated himself in white. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That white Vader action figure is pretty cool. Hey guys, uh, I, I'm no longer gonna recommend the uh, the Go Topless thing because I just went to their website, <laughs> the GoTopless.org. Yeah, and I'm thumbing down through. You know, here, you know, you know, here's a site that we're gonna do our our thing. This site, the very last thing on the page, is a little spot that says recommended reading, intelligent design message oh. from the designers. Read for yourself the messages given to us by our creators during Rails. <laughs> UFO encounter in 1973. Rails, Free ebook download. Oh boy! Well, Barry, Done. They lost me. There's there's your tits right there. <laughs> well, given now the women that are going to go topless are also going to be gullible. So here's your chance, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear wear a long white robe and a beard and tell, yep. tell them you're God. And the first first links at the bottom of the page. Oh, intelligent design. Done. Raylian news. Done. Intelligent <laughs> design. <laughs> Apparently, female titties are being hidden on planet Earth. We must uncover them. Horrible atrocity to man. Uncovering of the titties is number one priority for all Raelian worshippers and believers. <laughs> this weekend, a massive rally of titty uncovering will be held. Raelian supporters are expected to attend in mass. Raelian news. <laughs> 
Are you done? No. Turns <laughs> out that the, new, the hot new Raelian car that everyone's talking about, the Raelian 1, is actually a faulty Ford. Yes, we've been duped again by those human tricksters. The Ford <laughs> so- company has been selling Raelian 1s under the false name Raelian 1 to all kinds of people. It's just a Taurus. <laughs> That's just in today. <laughs> just in. Teddy's hidden. Teddy's hidden in Ford Taurus. God. Aliens seeking out Ford Taurus. Stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, please move on. Raylian <laughs> news. While in the neighborhood for Star Wars Celebration 5, Gary Kurtz Gary. had a great chat with the LA Times yes. and didn't hold back when it came to his thoughts on where Star Wars franchise went. It's a hell of an article. I read yeah, this. This is the producer and second unit director on Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. First talked about how the duo were sitting around their office uh, while they were working on American Graffiti. They started tossing around an idea for an old school sci-fi movie in the same vein of Flash Gordon. That was the moment of conception, if, of, if not the greatest franchise of all time. But Kurt admits they had no idea where they were starting. But before it can all wrap up with Return of the Jedi, Kurt saw something he didn't like at all, forcing him to part ways with his longtime partner. Quote, I could see where things were headed. The toy business began to drive the Lucasfilm empire. It's a shame. They make three times as much on toys as they do on films. It's natural to make decisions that protect the toy business, but that's not the best thing for making quality films. The first film and empire were about story and character, but I could see that George's priorities were changing. We had an outline, and George changed everything in it. Instead of a bittersweet and poignant, he wanted a euphoric ending with everybody happy. The original idea was that they would recover the kidnapped Han Solo in the early part of the story, and that he would then die in the middle part of the film in a raid on an Imperial base. George then decided he didn't want any of the principals killed. By that time, there were really big toy sales, and that was a reason. Kurt then spoke about how much he hated there being a second Death Star, how it was just too similar for the first movie, and how his vision for the trilogy's end would have seen the rebel forces defeated, Princess Leia trying to figure out how to handle her new responsibility as queen, and Luke Skywalker walking off by himself like, quote, Clint Eastwood in the Spaghetti Westerns. Huge changes that would have made for interesting third chapter, and alas, the point where Lucas and Kurtz decided to part ways, which Mark Hamill then compared to mom and dad getting a divorce. Wow. You know, I, you never really think about it, but the plot of the third movie is exactly the same as the plot of the first movie. It's, yeah, it's kill the, the same Death Star. Movie. It's well, the same the, the Death Star. It's, I, mean, I never thought about that really. Even at the 11th hour, older. you know, uh, Lucas kind of made a concession and the Falcon was at least going to be sacrificed. You right. Know, uh, with... Uh, Lando, Lando, mm-hmm. and Neam Nub were going to bite it as yeah. the Death yeah, Star. Ha, 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 ha. As, as the Death Star exploded. I love the fact you know his name. Yeah, well, Neam Nub. Awesome. Well, he's no Elon Sleaze Bagano, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. give him a do, please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were about to uh, explode and die, and then you know, again, like I guess that was even in test screenings, and he didn't like it, and he changed it at the end. Instead, sure. we have a teddy bear. Jamboree. Celebrate the love. <laughs> pop, pop. Celebrate the love. Never I, you know, presents. Celebrate the love. 1983 me could not have seen a worse ending to Return of the Jedi than the the Ewok dance until <laughs> I saw the special editions. Holy <laughs> shit. Could you... That, the little fireworks thing and the big 
orchestrated <laughs> thing that goes to Naboo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's terrible. Stop that. I could not believe. You can't get everybody on this planet to celebrate at the same time, much less the friggin' universe. Peace in this crystal ball. Peace. What is this thing? Who knows? Peace. Misa shit this out a half an hour ago, This a what Gunga Poopa look like. That's how we so richer under the water with a Gunga Poopa. Shiny Gunga Poopa. We so no like the wipe of the Gunga Poopa. Let a shiny Gunga Poopa. It comes out from miracle, George. Oh, we so intestine rub raw with sand like a pearl. We, my missing intestine like a clam. <laughs> oh, 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 Annie, give me a taco. I'll make you a necklace. <laughs> woosa, woosa. I got so much sand in my insides. I think we might just rename it Scat the Podcast. Geek Scat. This is what a shit look like. Look at the glowy shit. Hey, piece of my shit. Geek Scat. Enough. Oh my goodness. And he didn't even change this right. the second film of the trilogy <laughs> to the second film of the new of the prequel. It ends exactly the same way. Christ, he's the laziest fucker ever. I hate you. I bet George Lucas is the one who ran into my car. <laughs> By the way, screw you if you ran into my car and didn't leave a note and probably didn't have insurance. You was it while bastards? it was parked? Yeah, it was parked. Misa had the shit real bad. <laughs> no such time to break, sir. I'm suing George Lucas for running into my car. That was Misa poops on your car, sir. Damn, George. Oh, the shit's a streak on your side of the car. Peace. Well, that's kind of a flannel plaid looking streak across the car. It had to be Lucas. <laughs> Alright, that's all of Star Wars. No more Star Wars yeah, for us this. <laughs> <laughs> it only serves to anger us. Oh, I still love it. Fuck it. Broke all I my still toys. have the Stormtrooper car. Now, Deadline is reporting that Oliver Platt has joined the cast of X-Men First Class, which will tell the story of the earlier days of the X-Men universe. Reports indicate he'll be playing a non-mutant character known only as the Man in Black. Mm. That's all. Why do they always got to go backward? Why can't they go forward? I want to see more Because of it costs more money to go forward. That's true. Why? Because people made all their money and have contract deals and make money. Yeah, they're gonna, if they're going to have to recast anyway, they, they say, well, might as well start over from the beginning because now this person, you know, minimum contract is going to be, you know, X number of Half million dollars. X number of dollars yep. for the X-Men movies. There was a reason. How so that. much do you need to spend? <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway... What, what, what if I were to tell you there is a new documentary on the way from a team that includes the Academy Award winners and nominees of directory, dire, uh, documentary titles, including, but not limited to, Super Size Me, Jesus Camp, Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, Why We Fight, and King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Wow. These guys are all collaborating? What are they doing? Well, not, uh, well guess what? That film does exist, and it's called Freakonomics. 
based oh, on the Freakonomics? Yep, based on the highly popular book of the wow. same name by economist Steve Levitt. Great book. I've I've brought it to the Ugly Couch show a while ago. Yeah. Uh, explores the hidden side to everything using an economic approach. Very, very interesting. And get this. The film will premiere on Apple iTunes, Xbox Live, PlayStation, Amazon On Demand, and Vudu on September 3rd, and then opens in theaters on October 1st. Wow. Wow. So ah. you get to see it before it gets released if you have, uh, well, something electronic. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Nice. That's cool. That's good news. I say yay. So I'm excited because that was a great book, and it's going to make a neat documentary. I saw the economics. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. There's punching going on over here. <laughs> well, rumors started swirling about a big announcement coming from Irrational Games, and it was revealed that a new project was Bioshock 3. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I love it. Bioshock, Bioshock 3 Infinite. It is a prequel. We'll call, be called Bioshock Infinite. Uh, set in 1912, Bioshock Infinite introduces an entirely new narrative and gameplay experience that lifts players out of the familiar confines of Rapture and rockets them to Columbia, an immense city in the sky. Uh, former Pinkerton agent Booker DeWitt has been sent to rescue Elizabeth, a young woman imprisoned in Columbia since childhood. Booker develops a relationship with Elizabeth, aug- augmenting his abilities with hers so the pair may escape from the city that is literally falling from the sky. Uh, DeWitt must learn to fight foes in the high-speed skyline battles, engage in combat both indoors and amongst the clouds, and harness the power of dozens of new weapons and abilities. I hope there aren't any escort quests in this. A gringo falling from the sky? What's that? Sounds like it's all one escort quest, dragging the bitch around. (laughs) That scares me. Sounds like he scares me. But it is... How is it falling from the sky? If it's falling from the sky, the game's going to last all of... Five minutes. Well, that's that's my problem with it. It sounds to me like everything's going to be a timed event. Every other every other thing's going to be like, oh, you better hurry up. The part's falling down. No, I don't think. Oh, it's you better hurry be up. Like Here it goes. I, I think it's going to be one of those things that it's it's based on triggers of what you move across. You said no trigger, Dad. In early 2000s, according to a source within Pocket Gamer report, uh, Nintendo had been engaged at its Kyoto headquarters with phone manufacturer Nokia. The two companies had been working on a prototype phone with Game Boy functionality, allowing for classic gameplay directly alongside basic cell phone features. The project was eventually scrapped, with Nokia going on to produce the N-Gage and Nintendo the DS. Huh. So a little... History. There was there was almost That's, the Game Boy phone. That happens all the time with them. Yeah, they, all the time. They scra- create things scratch all the time. Yep. Because why. they because they don't want to share. It's as simple as that. Uh, Nintendo does not want to share. Is that just the Japanese business model? Yeah, kinda. Because that's where the PlayStation came from. That was going to be a, a Super NES peripheral add-on. Well, I heard the stories of how. Uh, Atari and and television all the, and all those people got their start and they had to like negotiate with Nintendo for the rights to put out Donkey mm-hmm. Kong. And that was kind of a nightmare the way they yep. did it. I can imagine it carrying forward to today. I mean, yep. Japan doesn't change that much, does it? Mm, not when it comes to the making billions of dollars like they mm-hmm. do. I wish you had a gillion dollars. I did too. Gillions. Gillion. That's a lot. <laughs> or we could go back to galleons. I'll take any kind of illion of dollars. <laughs> And finally, South African researchers have come up with an ingenious, ultra-low-tech means of dealing with the unclean drinking water that poses such great health risk in the third world. Specially made tea bags. Huh? Nanofibers. Like Halo tea bags? Yes. Specially made. 
Nanofibers in the bags trap contaminants and granules of com- and carbon, which are harmless to humans, kill off bacteria by shredding through their cell membranes. Best of all, from a public health perspective, each bag costs less than one cent to produce. Ooh, Quote, what is new about this idea is the combination of inexpensive raw materials, namely activated carbon and antimicrobial nanofibers, in point-of-use water filtration systems. The nanofibers will disintegrate in liquids after a few days and will have no environmental impact. The right. raw materials of the teabag filter are non-toxic to humans. Why don't we sell them until, here? I'd buy a bunch of them. Throw until them in they the have jar a tea party revolution and somebody knocks a whole crate of those fuckers in the ocean and a bunch of fish just get wiped out. <laughs> and also the ocean becomes just clean, unlivable. Too really clean. clean. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pool <laughs> with a bunch of dead fucking fish in it. I bet you can make a really good pool filter out of those things. Yeah, I bet you could. All right, all right. That's it uh, for geek news. So uh, there can only be one thing. It's big, big news. Big news. Big Don't encourage him. <laughs> Seriously. Gungan poopa. Doody poopa. This week's list. What's on the list? 25 movies based on video games apparently still in production by David Houghton of Games Radar UK. Oh boy. Hollywood just can't stop itself from adapting games into movies. This is a fact. No matter how many clunkers it throws out, no matter how many critical kickings it takes, it's always there with a checkbook, ready to pick up new licenses for the grinder. But they're not all bad. Well... Well, they're getting better. I'll have to, because there's at least 25 based on games in various stages of production. Some are guaranteed certs, some might never see the light of day, and some of them are based on games you might not have even heard of. Okay. All right, so Let's here we go. It. The list begins. Area 51. I know that one. The Marilyn Manson was in that. Yeah, Paramount bought the film Rise to Midway's ill-fated first-person shooter in 2004, a year before the game was even released. Uh, since then, comics legend Grant Morrison has written a script, but the production has been quiet since 2009. Part of the reason being that uh, Oren Pelly, the director of Paranormal Activity, is making a PA-style science fiction game with the same title, also at Universal. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, I don't see how you can possibly make a game out of a, out of a first-person shooter, out of a shooter game like that. It had a storyline all the way through. It was actually a pretty interesting story. Uh, they did it with Doom. No, Doom. <laughs> they didn't do it well. Misa made Doom in my colon. <laughs> and then there was, of course, the House of the Dead. Speaking, speaking of uh, in your colon, asteroids. Yes, that's if it really happens in somebody's butt. If that's the final shot, a pull away from a, from a <laughs> from anus. I'll go see awesome. that. Look what was actually happening. It was happening in a butt. Get it? Asteroids. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's a but there's rock. Brought to you by the director of Jackass. Great. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a it's a triangle shooting rocks. How do you make a movie about that? That's like, uh, that's like saying that's like saying heads or tails, like like flipping a coin. Let's make a movie out of that. One word, Barry. Don't Armageddon. Them. Starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, see, they already made right. it. That was it. Yeah. That was the asteroid. Well, Universal picked up the right to Atari's 1979 shooter last year to great outpouring of confusion and contempt. Though, surprisingly, things sound 
somewhat promising. Our producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura recently said that instead of a film about humanity fighting off an asteroid strike, as everyone expected, Asteroids would be a very loose adaptation set entirely within an asteroid field and having a Star Wars scale mythology. A loose adaptation. I'm glad they're keeping it open to a loose adaptation. Because <laughs> it's, yeah... If you don't you want to get a rigid adaptation, you don't want to get married story. to that narrative of bump, 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 an adaptation of Charles Cels- uh, Cecil's Fantastic Adventure Game series has been on the cards since 2007. As of 2009, uh, Cecil is in talks with Radar Pictures of the box and invention of Lying Chronicles of Riddick with the plans of writing the script itself. So that's pretty still not... I'll take swords for a thousand, Alex. Ashwoods. Uh, Bioshock, has, uh, there, we've talked about that one before. It's still a go, despite a few hiccups. Pirates of the Caribbean director Gore Verbinski was... Uh, Set to head this one up, but since dropped uh, down to producer to make way for Juan Carlo Fresdenito, <laughs> who did uh, 28 Weeks Later. Juan Carlo Fresdenito. And John Logan of Gladiator is writing the script. Hmm. Uh, pre-production officially started in January 2010, but it slowed a little as of July so the budget issues can be worked out. A Bioshock adaptation will be either stunning or terrible. No in-between. But... Uh, with Ber- Verbinski really seeming to get it and proclaiming nothing less than a hard R ratings in terms of R, a turn of the rating. Okay. So it seems safe. All right, ish. good. So. Good. Castlevania. Yeah. Nah. yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, Paul W.S. How Do I Keep Getting Work Anderson uh-huh. was working Ugh. on this one for a long time, but passed the directorial duties over to Sylvian White of Stomp the Yard in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> later That's from that, bad to worse. Yeah, later that year, the writer's strike halted production, and in May 2009, Castlevania was announced as canceled. However, in July 2009, it turned out that Saw co-creator James Wan had signed up to write and direct a new version. There are also dirty rumors that Anderson is still circling the project, though uh, he must not be allowed near it again or any other film. Uh, there was also rumor that the entire film was only going to be shot from the side. <laughs> oh. Dude. Platformer joke! <laughs> Clock Tower. Huh? I know Clock Clock Tower. Tower. PlayStation Clock That's Tower. It's a horror Mm-mm. game. Yeah, 2008, G4 announced that the Weinstein Company was working on an adaptation of Capcom's other survival horror series, and things seemed to move forward at Mighty Plume. It even got some casting details of Britney Snow and a set of 80-tastic posters. Uh, since then, however, it's all gone quiet. The film hasn't gone into full production, and Snow has left the project. Because no one's heard of this shit. I don't remember Clock Tower at all. But the thing is, at this point, they can design it into whatever they want. Because uh, you're right. Who remembers Clock Tower? I, I remember. I remember its cover with yeah, the scissors. Scissors. You had to cut off a dude's head or yeah. something. Yeah. So up to the top of the Clock Tower and cut off somebody's head. Never heard of it. Dead Space. That's a great one. Yeah, a prequel movie has just been announced as of August 2010 with DJ Casaro of Disturbia attached to direct. No script. But as soon as EA has a writer it's happy with, it will auction off the project to Hollywood Studios. That movie's going to be terrible. Driver. 
Terrible. Oh, Terrible. Ritter. Not driver. Terrible. Paul W.S. Oh, God, it's him uh, again. Anderson picked up the rights to Driver in 2003 with the intention of putting out the film in time for the release of the Drive 3 or game. However, years and some bought and sold rights later, the film is still on at Rogue Pictures with Roger Avery of Pulp Fiction and Silent Hill 2 fame oh uh, set up to write and direct. Originally set to shoot in 2007, the new version of the film currently on hold following the closure of the studio lot it was using. In 2009, a version of the script did turn up online. And that's all there is on that. Gears of War! Uh, be a good could be good. Hey, it was good to go. Snugly bundled up with director Les Wines, Wiseman of Underworld and Die Hard 4, right. and a $150 million budget. But then, following the shaky cam success of Cloverfield Studio, New Line decided to make things smaller scale and cheaper. Currently, a new director is being sought, and the whole project being reworked as a less bloated production. How can it be less bloated? It's Gears of War. It needs to be bloated. They want to keep it intimate, and they figure they can do handy cams, I guess. No, that's that's a terrible idea. It certainly is. There is nothing below the surface of any of those characters. No. Those guys are paper fucking thin. Mm, More like two shit tons. Yeah. More like... Ten shit loads. More like, I heard there was a shit load of... Oh, God. More like ten shit loads. It was shit tons, wasn't it? Shit loads. Are I you sure? It was yep. shit something. It's shit loads. Doody poopa loads. It's a was. whole bunch of poopa duta. <laughs> duta poopa? Bobbity boopity? Bobbity boopity? God of War. Yay! God of War film was announced in 2005, but three script drafts later, there's still no discernible movement <laughs> in terms of production. Uh, creator David Jaffe uh, claims to know nothing about any progress. <sighs> the one everyone knows about, Halo. The Halo movie was ready to start in 2006 with Peter Jackson producing new blogging camp directing from a skit from Alex Garland of 28 Days Later. But things fell apart due to differences over profit sharing between Microsoft, Fox, and Universal, and the project's been on hold ever since. Some games I don't think will translate very well to movies because the game itself is so cinematic that it's that's all it's you need. Yeah. But then yeah, you have like to Halo. stop and go, hey, you know, Halo has what five novels now? Yeah. So people are writing stories in that universe, and Reach, Reach, Reach. Yep. That one has a story for the first time. Halo Waypoint sucks. I don't know what that is. It's just to keep track of your stuff, place. That's a thing for Xbox Live. It's just stupid. You're talking so low. No Sorry. One can hear you? Yes. I'm not enthused about Halo. Uh, so I don't, I've, I've never been enthused about Halo. I don't know why. I'm, Halo is awesome, and you're a godless communist. I've heard that too, especially out of skills. But I, there's going to be some DLC. Person. Uh, Halo Reach Around. Uh, there yeah, it is. There not, it is. Not till Connect comes out. Wah, no. wah. Skittles. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Joust. Joust. What? what? Yeah. It's a dude on a bird. Yeah. What? The, what? Be fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> CP Productions have the that rights movie, to make a that movie new would fucking rule to make a movie based <laughs> on the 1982 arcade game. There's talk of Gladiator meets Mad Max and the whole Joust franchise. Dude, <laughs> on bird. It would rock. Pterodactyl coming at you. <laughs> there's, there's names of a dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, for, don't forget the flame troll. The what? Flame troll. The lava troll would grab its hand, hand up out the lava and grab oh, your bird. Oh, I forgot yeah. about you have to that. flap the fuck to get that loose of it. And he, he very, very often could not. Yeah. The flame troll hey guys, a lisp. Egg wave. Huh? 
Egg wave. Egg wave. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Middle of the movie, egg wave. Intermission. <laughs> Kane and Lynch. Fart. This Noise. one's definitely on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis this. and Jamie Foxx are signed up Don't as Kane and Lynch, care. respectively. Posters were spotted around cans this year, and the film's due to go into production any day now. F. Gary Gray. I heard Bruce Willis might be dropping out. And talks right? to direct. Uh, not sure, but he's still attached as okay. of now. Uh, Lost Planet. I've heard Whatever. that one. Yeah, Lost Planet too. adaptation first mentioned in early Don't 2009. Uh, David Hayter of uh, X-Men, Watchmen, Voice of Solid Snake, wrote a few uh, uh, scripts. Assigning the visual potential of the game's world and the expandability of the story as great reasons to make the film, but apparently internal issues between a couple of the companies have put the movie on hold. Uh, we're guessing it would relate to Capcom's wanting a 150 to $200 million budget for it. Get the hell out of here. Why don't they just make a, put that kind of money behind Street Fighter and do it right? Why don't they just make right. a better game? How about that? <laughs> uh, Mafia Wars. Uh, the less said about this, Mafia the better. Wars. Are we talking about... Not we already mafia. talked about this, yeah, too. Yeah, we discussed it, it, its existence. Um, Ad infinitum. Yeah. Done. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, that, that's, been toy, that's been bouncing around for quite yeah. a while. It's happening, but slowly. It is definitely happening. Maybe. Announced in 2006, Metal Gear Solid movie has gone through two rumored directors, uh, including Paul Thomas Anderson, of There Will Be Blood fame, the, the good Anderson. Yeah. All right. Uh, one rumored snake, Christian Bale, once mentioned interest in a thrown-out script by David Hayter, but uh, absolutely nothing concrete has happened. As of January 2010, the film has been postponed indefinitely. Great. Guy in a bandana sneaks around. Great. You love these plots. These are great plots. P-L-O-T-Z. Mortal Kombat. Oh, boy. A writer has been hired for the filmic reboot of the franchise, Coincidentally, it's the same guy who wrote Mortal Kombat Rebirth, that unofficial short we all got so girlishly excited about a little while ago. Uh, the two projects, however, are truly unrelated. It's a fighting game. How do you... Ugh. Onimusha! Yay! Onimusha. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. J- Paul Renault in it. Or what's uh, his name? Let's see. Uh, John Renault. It's, it's actually due for release late last year. <laughs> Onimusha was being adapted by Christopher Gans, the man behind Brotherhood of the Wolf and the first Silent Hill adaption, uh, with a $70 million budget and Takeshi Kaneshiro reprising the lead role, having been the inspiration for the game's protagonist. Interesting. It seemed nothing could go wrong, but then something went very wrong. Heath Ledger died. And although not directly involved in the Onimusha project, both the game adaptation and Terry Gilliam's uh, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus uh, shared a producer. Ledger's death threw Parnassus' schedule out of whack, which threw Onimusha's schedule out of whack, which dropped a similarly whack-related inconvenience on the actor's schedules. Uh, Eventually, Gans moved on to other projects, but the film is still slated for 2011. Christopher Gans. Isn't that uh, Garth Brooks' alter ego? (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Chris Gaines, monkey. Yeah, Chris Gaines, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yep. (laughs) What? I still can't get over this one. I, 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 Railroad Tycoon, I could see, but Roller Coaster Tycoon, really? I don't see how you can even see Railroad Tycoon, but Final Destination, because it's a, it would be a historical pick that that actually happened. Pretty tycoon. There were railroad tycoons. Lemonade tycoon. Lemonade tycoon. The movie. Dude, there is a lemonade tycoon. I want to see these movies. Is there a lemonade tycoon? tycoon? There is a game of lemonade tycoon. Yeah. yeah. There's prison tycoon. What? Oh yeah, there tycoon. is. But yeah, in May this year, Sony Pictures Animation picked up the rights to the theme park management sim. 
uh, Harold uh, Z- uh, Harold Zwart, the director of Karate Kid Remake, is attached, and the script is being put together by David Ron and Jay Sherrick, the writers of Norbit and the upcoming Smurfs movie. Wow. Quality. That's, yeah, Norbit. that's a quality staff compilation. Do you put right that there. on your resume? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Alan Smithy. Can't that hide. Shit. <laughs> Alan Smithy. Splinter Cell. Part. Paramount picked up the rights to Ubisoft Stealth Saga, but the project was put on hold after the rights transferred to DreamWorks. After they realized what they bought. <laughs> you think and, Splinter uh, Cell wouldn't make a good movie? I think of, a, of dude, the, a dude crawls around in the shadows and kills people. Just like it's the Metal Gear like movie. It's not hasn't been done before. I don't like it. I think any of the Dickie Marcinko movie, uh, novels would make great movies, but eh, I've never been a Tom Clancy guy. Dickie Marcinko. Dickie Marcinko. Dickie Spy Marcinko. Hunter. I've heard Spy Hunter has been like oh, toyed this, around oh, with this, as a movie. This, this, for didn't they do this? No, with, this is uh, the, the Rock. No, this is the deadly. Well, it was, he was attached at one point. Universal bought the film rights to the car combat Transformo vehicle um, up in 2003. Dwayne the Rock Johnson signed up to star and eventually appeared in the 2006 game Spy Hunter: Nowhere to Run, an intended tie-in to the much delayed movie. A uh, three rewrites, one by Stuart Be- Betty, the other. Uh, and the hiring departure of John Woo. And then we were in 2007 with Paul W.S. Oh, my God, this guy won't stop. Anderson <laughs> taking over and looking for a new script writer. No new sense, which is probably for the best, giving that particular turn of events. That movie's going to be a hard one to make because they're going to have to keep him in the car. Now he's the guy who's him. married to What's-Her-Nuts now, right? Uh, the, the actress from... Resident Evil. Yeah, that's yeah. her. M- Mila Djovovich. Yeah. yeah, but He's I want to see him keep her. Keep him in the car. Whoever's playing Anderson? Spy Hunter, mm-hmm. I want to like, to stay in the car. I want the, the, one about the car. long ass crazy car scene for like an hour and a half. Vanishing point. Vanishing point. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, but as soon as they get out of the car, it loses it loses all connection to the Spy Hunter games. Vanishing point. Vanishing point. Just keep saying vanishing point. Did you see vanishing point? Yes. How is that it all W.S. Anderson movies still continue to make money? I, 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 Death Race, I, I forced myself to watch some of it, and it is god-awful. I mean, it is downright terrible. Is he this Yet like that movie made money. Is he an American? I don't know. Uh, I put those movies in, W.S. Anderson movies, when I either want a good sleep or a good cry. <laughs> Who's sometimes one? Paul, Paul uh, W.S. Anderson or Uwe Boll? Uh, um, they're 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 in the same they're, they're, mm. category. Who would, who would you rather have direct your autobiography? I, I would film? have to give Uwe Boll the edge as far as terribleness because his movies are completely unwatchable. Right, and the thing is that Uwe Boll, I think, when he makes movies, realizes they're not that great. But I think Paul W. Care. Anderson believes that his movies yeah. are amazing. Anderson actually believes his films are good. I remember seeing the stuff on HBO with him talking about wow. Death Race. And saying, you know, we decided to forego the CG effects and, and use actual car effects. You know, we've got real cars flipping up in the air and, and going on two wheels and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but your oh. sh- film sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody didn't tell him that on the set because he truly believed it was a great film. And it is a piece of garbage. Next up, The Suffering. The suffering. Production of the film adaptation the of Midway's prison set that horror shooter from 2006. Name. Yeah, this would be great. Signed up to play the convicted suffering. murderer protagonist. And the legendary Stan Winston took the creature creation duties. Of course, Winston's sad death in 2008 put a halt on production 
although the film has never been officially canceled and is still scheduled for 2011. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it'll happen. I can see why they're doing this. I can see why they take video games and make them into films because they already know if the narrative works. They're an established uh, yeah. product. People built know the audience. name. Built-in audience. Yes. Speaking of built-in audience, Tomb Raider. <laughs> Another one. Following the two fairly crap Angelina Jolie films, a cinematic Tomb Raider reboot was announced last year. The plan to make a more realistic, character-oriented film featuring a younger Laura. So we're probably looking at an origin story with a new lead actress. Oh, good. I like the porn title version better, Womb Raider. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uncharted? Uh, yes. Yeah, Sony's pushing hard on this one. The film was originally slated for a 2011 release. Oh, a good character. And David O. Russell of Three Kings fame was heavily, nearly on board, very nearly on board to direct. Uh, basically, it sounded amazing, but then talks broke down. Negotiations for a new director, as well as a fairly important addition to the cast, have restarted. Mm. Well, regardless of whether it... I mean, I think it would make a great film because the characters... If, if they can keep the same kind of well-written characters that they have in the video games, it would make a good film. But regardless of that... I'm just excited that they're actually going to be making an Uncharted 3. That is a game you there can is, watch and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there were times where I would just sit and watch Torgo play. I think they should cast Nathan Fillion as it's, oh, That dude, would be fun. Nathan, yeah. Nathan Fillion would make an awesome, awesome Nathan Drake. protagonist. Yeah. Agreed. And finally, Warcraft. That'll probably get made. Oh, Sam yes. Sam Raimi's on that. The Warcraft movie, uh, based on the popular MMO, is definitely happening. And it's happening big. Evil Dead and Spider-Man Helmer, Sam Raimi, is directing now that his involvement with the Spidey franchise is over. And Blizzard is taking up to, is talking up to a $220 million budget. Why not? No, they're, they're saying that they, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And just don't expect... <laughs> oh, I thought you... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got you. Why not? Uh, don't expect anything immediately, though. Uh, Raimi's next project is probably going to be Oz, the Great and Powerful, the prequel to The Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Um, Sam Raimi, did he direct Spider-Man 3? Yes, he, he did. did. Reluctantly. He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they had his hands tied a lot there. That's it why was a musical. I know, it's terrible. Well, I think he was kind of going F.U. studio, but he also like inadvertently that, said F.U. Fans, <laughs> but he has a goofball sense of humor, guys. He does. He you really know? does. Yes, and uh, unfortunately, that that there were too many things too many in that things. movie yeah. that were completely out of his control. It was it's just Sony pressure. Oh, I want to see Warcraft. I want to see Warcraft, and I want to see it done more like Lord of the Rings, not like Xena. So, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> It'll be it's true. Yeah, the, the Xena stuff scary. That, that does. Uh, uh, that does lend a. I bet Lucy Lawless will be in it. Think so? I, I wouldn't mind would. that. Yeah. I don't care as long as there's a Murloc in it. That's all I care about. <laughs> I can't do the Murloc voice. No, you can't. But I appreciate your attempt. Well, I uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Carl Reed for hooking me up with some Eternian deodorant today. Ugh. He got it from Comic Con. I finally got it. It's a Moss Man deodorant. Straight from the planet of Eternia. Is it pine-scented? It is pine-scented. It's lovely. Does it turn you the rest of the way gay? It's forced fresh. No! It keeps you <laughs> It keeps you heroic and strong. Because you're already... With your, with your He-Man love, you've been teetering on that line for a while. No, sir. I've been down with He-Man for... I still, to this day, right now... you gone down on, on He-Man? Sleep on my He-Man pillowcases. Uh. <laughs> From 1983. I adore you, Paul. I'm a hardcore really He-Fan. I'm, He-Man. I'm a hardcore He-Fan. I sleep on my He-Man pillowcases, and in my DVD player sitting right next to my bed, uh, I watch my 
old she episodes. Naked. Uh, Man. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good fun stuff. Filmation can't Anne go wrong. must really, and, uh, really, really I love you. I posted this up on my... Uh, I posted this up <laughs> on my Facebook account. She's a beard. But the guy who plays... Uh, who played Hordak... Um, and who was also the voice of John Blackstar, he passed away this week. Aw. Yes. That's terrible. Very sad. God forbid. John Blackstar. Astronaut. Um... <laughs> Also, finally, I is want that to start... Black Star? Is that the one with the flying shark? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Jump the flying the shark. Flying whale. Wow. Um, flying shark whales. That's a great fucking thing. Anyway. Great. Uh, I don't know if that's a word I use. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't use the word great. So, for well, those of you yeah. who remember, uh, many moons ago, I did a review of Mike Sachs, and here's the kicker. Very, very great book. Uh, about all kinds of comedy writers. Yes. Well, Mike Sachs is back with some other pals, and they've put together a new book that is coming out at the end of this month. It is called Sex, Our Bodies, Are Junk. It is a sex guide, but it is a hilarious sex guide. It is totally farcical and uber hilarious. You must pick up this book when it comes out and give it a read. We're going to have some links up on the site before too long about it and I will do a full video review but I've already I've been given an advanced copy thank you Mr. Sachs and uh, I've read through about a quarter of it and it is got me just laughing out loud I, I, I will agree Paul read us some excerpts from the, the book earlier and it was some funny funny stuff it's really really um, funny <laughs> if the rest of the book is as good as the stuff that Paul read for us highly highly recommend it it's powerful funny stuff so if you're in the mood for a really good, funny book, something to even get as a gag gift, to be a perfect um, bachelor party or bachelorette party gift, very funny stuff. Sex, our bodies, our junk. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, and then check out next week's podcast. We're going to do it all over again. What's new next week? Not this week because we've already done this week. Yeah. yeah. What is new next week? What's going on next week? What's going on? You know what's going on next week? I'd love to know what's going on we next week. We're going to find out through the week. We're going to tell you out there after it happens. The Weekend Geek. So uh, tune in oh, and write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Please write to us. And don't forget to watch The Ugly Couch Show itself, where we tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. And uh, that's that's it for the show. I'm Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlar. The famous Paul. And 80s Jeff. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. 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 Doody poopy. <laughs> We're gonna leave now. Piece of full of raisins. Something wicked this way will come. And by come, I mean ejaculate on a book. <laughs>